0: There are some NHL veterans out there that think a quiet locker room is a big, massive issue. Well, speaking of quiet, now you're going to get no quiet here today because you're listening to Locked On Canucks, baby. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for absolutely free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. On today's show, we got to talk about the locker room, okay? And whether the Canucks have a quiet locker room or not, whether that's an issue or not, Uh, Also going to talk about some fantasy news. Okay, let's go. Fancy Hockey Canucks, baby. Kyle's got the ideas flowing. I know he does. I can see it. Uh, First and foremost, before we get into the show, let me introduce my brother from another mother, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, buddy?
1: How's it going? Everybody, how's it going? Trevor Beggs, how's it going? Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Mondays, man, I say it all the time. It is what it is. We're We're just normal people. We're just fans at the end of the day. We're not professionals. OK, Mondays are a little harder when it comes to, you know, getting into a flow state for these episodes. OK, I'm not going to lie. But hey, I'm, I'm also not going to lie. I am feeling it, baby. I am feeling it. The sun is I can't say shining Hey, one love to the Okanagan, one love to the interior, one love to uh, Kelowna. For real, the clouds are smoky. But for whatever reason. I feel as if brighter days are ahead. For everyone listening to this episode, again, of Locked On Canucks, your team every day, uh, a quiet room, the Vancouver Canucks. Potentially, it's been the case that they have one of those things for years and years and years and years. Now they got to talk it. Are things going to change ASAP? You would assume probably not because that's hard to do. But do they got to change ASAP? I think so.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. And, you know, I think one of the reasons we're talking about this today is, hey, it's, you know, middle of August, end of August. Okay, we need some stuff to talk about. This has been on my idealist for a while. So I, I read this quote uh, from Mark Giordano a couple months back, and he basically talked about his experience in terms of talking to guys in the room and the best way to approach guys. And really, he's just saying how everyone's wired differently. And as a leader on that team, uh, Giordano talked about himself being a captain and a leader you got to learn how to approach guys on the team differently. So again, kind of gets your gears thinking about like in terms of who's the next Canucks captain, who's going to go up to the guys in the room and, and keep them accountable. Uh, but Mark Giordano went on to say uh, in this article, and it was done by The Score, he said that the biggest tell is when a group gets quiet. That's when you know you're not in a good spot. But when guys are chirping a lot, having fun, but in a serious manner, that's when you know a team is rolling. So I'm going to throw it back to you, Kyle. Do you think again, Mark Giordano, veteran of the NHL, is he is he onto something here? And, and is having a quiet room, which is what we've heard about the Canucks room over and over again, is a quiet room as big an issue as Giordano is saying it is?
1: I think. I think it's an issue, because you need uh, use used this word a lot last week, right? Camaraderie. You need to be comrades with one another. And I do think, although it is tough to keep the morale high and the energy high after losses and even more losses, it's not that fun being at the rink. I still feel as if those are the moments though. You know, let's say it's still a noisy room after after a loss. The energy's a little up. I'm actually just reading this in a book right here, okay? Pep Guardiola. They were talking about how when he first got there in Barcelona, I think they picked up three points collectively. In the first. No, no. They had collected only one point in the first two games. But he noted. I'm not I'm not joking here. I'm not even trying to connect. I didn't even know where we were going to go this way. But he noted that after those f- f- first two losses. The dressing room was still up. The morale was still up. It still felt like a family. People were still going to the coaches room. Like, yo, we're going to go to the end for you. You know, like the energy was still up. You still got to find a way to keep that going. Because it's a long season. And you don't want quiet rooms after again, loss, after loss, after loss. lot, you, you just need the energy up. You, yeah. you know, I, I don't even know if they, if to go into deep explanation. Like, no, that's not, yeah. that's not what you need. That's not what you need.
0: Yeah. And you and I, obviously our, our hockey careers were not very long, but I think you, you and I both know we've, we've been around teams. We've been around dressing rooms. Like if your dressing room is quiet, like yeah, that's obviously an issue. So Dude, it's
1: lame. Cause then it's too I serious. Mean, you know, like, here's the thing too, man. Yeah, like, everyone exactly. knows that you're at the end of the day, Whether you're playing hockey or not, you're way better at what you do when you're having fun, when you're fluid, you know, when you're playing. And when it is quiet, and then it's quiet again, and then it's quiet again, everything is based around the outcome of the game. And it's only about the game, and it's way too serious. And you're not able to be fluid and have fun and find flow state and, you know, ultimately be better than your competitors. Because, you know, fun does matter. It's got to be loose in the ring. But how does this connect to, you know, holding players accountable?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I just started thinking about, I mean, the first thing that popped in my head was Miller's answer on the Cam and Strike podcast. We talked about, they asked him, like, who are your buddies on the team? Who do you hang out with? And he had a bit of a long pause before he answered. And I'm like thinking, you know, JT Miller, some people think this guy should be captain of the Canucks. He's clearly one of the most vocal guys, one of the leaders in this team. And he talked about, when he asked him, about, like, who he hangs out with most of the team, like Myers and Pearson were the first guys he brought up. He talked, then he talked about like how much change the team has been through. So it's like Myers and Pearson, two guys who probably aren't going to be in the Canucks for another year. They started talking about like OEL and Shen and guys who are already gone, and it's like maybe there is some disconnect again. But there's been a lot of losing. There's been a lot of turnover. I guess you know more forward-looking than look at the past because it's been three bad years for the Canucks now. Maybe things are quiet for a reason, but moving forward. Can this be a, a group that really gets along and clicks and has that camaraderie? Okay, think and, you know, about it. Honestly, this. man, sorry, I'll say one more thing. No, go I, ahead. Go I, ahead. Have my, I have my doubts because, like, look at the, the whole Bruce Boudreau thing from last year, right? Bruce Boudreau, like, one of the most likable guys in the NHL. Things aren't going right. You think if that team had the camaraderie and the mental fortitude to get past them losing, they would have figured it out last season With when Bruce had his job on the line when they were losing all these games, and they didn't figure it out. You know what I mean? So there's reason to believe that maybe it isn't quite the right mix of guys in that locker room right now.
1: This all ultimately comes down to winning. For real. If you're a family man, like you have children, you got a wife, right? You're doing your thing. Again, you're a family man. Why would you, after spending all this time with a bunch of losers, want to then take your recreational time and spend more time with losers? And I know that's a harsh word, but I'm talking about, you know, hanging out with the boys who just lost another hockey game. It's just the energy's not there, man. You know, it is what it is. Win- winning does fix everything. Now, before they get to winning, they have to fix everything ASAP. Like we, we mentioned that, you know, it's kind of, they kind of have to go in reverse order. And, can the captain slash new leadership group of this crew, you know, not only hold people accountable, you know, for their plan on the ice, but also be Blue guys, you know, be those guys organizing things, you know, just being the ultimate bros. I think so. I think so, man. You know why I think so? Because Bo, Hor- Bo Horvat's not there anymore. I'm not calling this guy the problem, but it's a change. You know what I'm saying? He's not there. The guy at the top of the pecking order, not based on skill, but, but based on like what the guy has on his chest, it's a big thing. Uh, maybe not to you and I, you know, because we're, 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 we're on the other side. Maybe not to the fans. We're on, we're on the other side. But for those people playing the game, and I played the game a lot. Yo, the, the C matters. The C matters. That's the guy. It goes from the top to the bottom in the dressing room. That guy's gone in the beginning of the year. He's like, he's no, nowhere to be seen. And that has to bring some sort of change. And whether they're going to be able to do something with it and convert that into like positive change, you know, whether it be, you know, them being uh, more of a brotherhood, more, more, uh, more glue in the room. Wait, wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. It's just the truth. But there is change. Now we just got to see. For real. Like the alpha, the alpha is different. The alpha is different, you know?
0: Yeah. The alpha matters, but I think the glue guys, like you mentioned, they matter as well. And I don't have the answer right now uh, as to whether those glue guys are in the room or not. But I mean, look, they're, they're obviously valued around the NHL. Look at the Maple Leafs going and giving Ryan Reeves a three-year deal paying a $1.5 million a season. Ryan Reeves, like, I, I know people like him for his toughness. Ryan Reeves can barely play in the NHL. He got that contract because he's considered a glue guy.
1: <laughs> he Yo, talked you know about, who...
0: like, organizing the parties for the team and stuff like that. Uh, so glue guys do okay, matter. Chris Tanev, note, I think, was a glue guy, too, in Vancouver when he was here, too.
1: That's a great example. And he's on the other end of how he is being the glue guy spectrum, you know? Very different from Ryan yeah. Reeves, I'm assuming. Unless this guy's a rock star on the low, right? He's like the Kawhi Leonard. Like, <laughs> we just don't know anything about Chris, Ta- Chris Tanev, okay? Super talented player. Uh, okay, two things. If you and I just you know, we got to like 76 overall in our hockey careers and we are able to be good guys the whole way, whole way through. We'd either make it on a PTO or maybe we get drafted like in the eighth round, ninth round back in the day. Who knows, right? Who knows? And I think you and I would be good glue guys, for real. There's a path there, man. Oh, you yeah. got the good music. 100%. Actually, you know, we can't even say that too though because Ryan Reeves, the other thing he does is, you know, be the ultimate bro by, you know, standing up for your bros. Like he's risking mm-hmm. his life for his yeah. bros. That's a, that adds another layer of loyalty. For real. It's just the truth. Okay, you know who can be the glue, glue guy? I'm having a tough time saying those two words together, okay? Glue guy. Sticky, sticky words. That guy or the Vancouver Canucks can be, ironically, JT Miller.
0: I think so too, all right? Yeah. Um, he's obviously one of the most vocal guys on the team. I think it's – And he's You also have to have a guy – I think you also Count have to have side. a guy, and this is what I would be good at, you also have to have a guy that keeps things positive, you know, I think JT Miller is not that guy, <laughs> he tends to be very intense and, and kind of blow up, we see it on the ice, he talks mm. about it in the dressing room, so I, I do think you need to have blue guys that have, like, have that optimistic outlook that kind of keep, has guys in the mentality to, like, keep your head up out there, like, let's just one one shift at a time, blah, 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 all that, uh, all that stuff, um, so... Anyways, we'll see if it, uh, if the Canucks can find their glue guys in the dressing room. Maybe let us know in the comments. The Canucks have a captaincy decision to make. Does the fact that they reportedly have a quiet locker room, should that influence the captaincy decision? Let us know in the comments. Uh, maybe we'll tell you later on the show how we feel about that. On the yeah, that's other a question. side. That's,
1: that's, yo, yo, begs. I got to add to that. That's a great question. I know we have to get out of here soon. I got to go to the doctors, but I can't not get, get this off my chest. Like You're actually making me think and. I don't know how much it's going to ultimately like sway my idea for who the C should be slash if there should even be a C this year. But if that is a quote unquote issue issue, you know, they're missing a little bit of uh, energy in that room. You give the C to Patterson, who's openly quiet and Quinn Hughes is probably louder. We're not in the room, but like probably louder, but not that much louder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, that's a, that's why it's a good question man that's why it's a really good question man for real anyways let's get to break locked on canucks trevor yeah. bags kyle Bauman. begsy who we shine out
0: like i said i might tell you how i feel about that on the other side but for now let me tell you newborn life has me short on sleep it's harder to work out and eat, eat healthy like i used to once upon a time that's why i have a hard time living life without my ag1 in the morning baby since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of sustained energy, support for my mental clarity, and focus. And hey, I need that focus to bring you the goods here. I'm locked on. Cut ups. AG1, it replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more, and it puts it in one simple, drinkable habit. AG1 uses a science driven formulations of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. Science, baby. And Kyle, you and I were over the 30 years old mark. I know that we need a product like AG1 to keep us feeling like we're only 29. And guess what? It only costs you less than $3 per day to have your AG1 and stay healthy and stay young. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out.
1: By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 420 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 420 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay. Okay. We're back. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs on this Monday, this Monday edition, bro. You know what I got to do? And I tried doing something different before this Monday episode, right? Of Locked on Canucks. I played a set, you know, I'm DJing. I'm actually playing a set on, on what day? What day? So I think September 2nd, I got the image somewhere here.
0: Saturday, I think I got September the image 7th, somewhere here. Right?
1: I think you're right. I think so. Okay, There you go. Let, let's pull out the image. Shout out to the Martin, the number one comedy club in Vancouver. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Shout out to Austin too, one of the biggest legends. Uh, I'm playing a gig on September 2nd. Yes, an all-day event, 1 o'clock, stop by, event details. Oh, they will be somewhere. So I played uh, I played some music before I hopped on here. I thought that would you know get me into a flow state and not have such a cold start on the episode. I'm not going to front. Not my, not my favorite first 10 minutes of, of Locked On Canucks for me. So I think I got to step it up and take six shots of espresso. espresso. I've been calling it espresso for a while. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it espresso for real from now on. Do it right. I think I got to just have a really, really strong coffee. Don't play the instant coffee card. Give it to the people right and be prepared. And I think I got to cheat. I got to take the steroids, man. It is what it is. Kyle Bound, Trevor Becks, Locked On Canucks. Fantasy hockey talk. Cool. Uh, I haven't played fantasy hockey in a very, very long time. Pretty boring to me. Just too much work. This busy thing called life, even though I could do all that work on the toilet, it's still too much work for me. And I also think I'm so fascinated by fantasy football that it just, you know, again, takes up all that time. I'm already so much of a sports head. I spent so much time on Twitter. Now I do that, you know, for real fantasy hockey. I don't think it's going to be a thing for me unless Unless something sways me now, before I go into one of my ideas regarding the sport, I'm gonna call it a sport for real. Why not? Why not? Uh, Bexy, how's your relationship with fantasy hockey?
0: Yeah, I think I'm such a hockey nerd that I still have a good relationship with it, but I don't love it as much as I love fantasy football. Which I know I don't. I feel like you might bring it up, but you pitched this idea to me in the hat in the past to make fantasy hockey more like fantasy football. So I still play fantasy hockey on a yearly basis. I'm still in a in a 16 team league with. Uh, A lot of my coworkers and and fans from NUX Misconduct. Um, But I haven't been in a paid fantasy hockey league for quite some time. Uh, Whereas I do paid fantasy football leagues because I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I can win some money.
1: Damn. Okay. So that's a big thing. You don't, you don't put money down for your fantasy hockey leagues. Just, it's not, it's not do or die for you. Cause fantasy football is something else. It really is. There's some research, there's some time, like, you know, you could possibly be, I don't know, just doing a puzzle with your kids, but you're out there on your phone. Doing some YouTube research, you know, on who you should draft in the third round. You know, is Aaron Jones a steal in the the third round? Is he a guy could that could win you the draft because you're drafting him in the third round? That's what you're watching. You're not doing that type of research for fantasy hockey. Okay. Uh, let's connect the dots though. This is my idea. And again, I've been part-time in the game of hockey for a long time, pretty much up until March of 2023. I was a part-time hockey fan for a couple of years. So I, I don't know if this is already happening. And if it is. Cool. Let's just see it marketed more. So it could actually impact a lot more hockey fans' lives. But what if fantasy hockey was only important on Saturday? You know how fantasy football is only important on, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. I know that sounds like a lot of days, but it's really about Sunday, you know? Most of the grunt work is done on Sunday. What if fantasy hockey in your league was only important on Saturday? Okay. Most of the teams play on Saturday. And if some of them are missing, it's not really that different from fantasy football because there's bye weeks, right? So you're not, you're not losing that much. You'll, you'll adjust. You'll adapt. You'll be a GM. You'll make, it, you'll make it done. I'll make it happen, sorry. But again, if fantasy was only fun and really, really exciting and only super, super important for that one day in the week, like less, is this a less is more technique? Yeah, I think something special could happen around uh, the phenomenon that should be fantasy hockey. There's a lot of crazy stats in hockey. A lot of things happen. It's the coolest game on earth. Fantasy sports should matter. And again, they pro- they do. There's a lot. All of our listeners are probably big fantasy hockey fans. I'm just throwing this idea out there. Could they market it, showcase it, celebrate again that Saturday is that fantasy day? You know? Saturday is fantastic. For real. There's something. Something. I yeah. don't
0: know. And like I said, there's not always money involved in fantasy. Because I know we have uh, listeners and viewers out there who are like a big fan of all the um sports betting stuff that's like kind of rammed down our throats nowadays with it all being legalized and whatnot. <clears throat> that being said, I do think there's an, a way for the NHL to kind of plan around this, right? Monetize it, right? We're talking about growing the game. Well, growing the game means monetizing whether you like it or not. It comes down to brass tacks. I think there's a way for the oh, NHL holy. to have all 32 teams play on a weekend and kind of have like a Saturday, Sunday, NFL fantasy style uh, schedule where again, maybe it's not seven days a week that matter. Maybe it is only Saturdays where like 28 teams play and then another four play on on Sunday you know what I mean so I, yeah. I, I honestly I'm, I'm a big fan of this idea it's kind of like a blend between daily fantasy sports um season-long fantasy sports and like the NFL fantasy model and yeah I'd, I'd be very curious if someone could, could kickstart it uh, I'd be curious too for our commenters let us know do you play fantasy hockey and what are your thoughts on basically Kyle's proposal here of uh fancy hockey will be matter on Saturdays or weekends?
1: And I feel as if not much has to change. I, I, like mo- a lot of NHL games are played on the weekend. Like most teams are playing on the weekend, well, at least one game. And I don't think you have to ch- change much of your drafting strategy or leagues have to really be modified because you could draft a year long team. You know, you could draft your boys and just keep it at that. You know, it's still going to work. The model is still going to work if only Saturday and Sundays matter. Mm hmm. I already, I, keep in mind, I'm, I know this may sound dumb for some people because Saturday and Sundays already matter, you know, in fantasy, you know, like the everyday matters in hockey. But I'm just saying if the marketing was simpler and and they would be able, I don't know, they would be able to add more steak to the weekend, you know, everyone's off work. Just, just make the weekend and make Saturday just even more special. You know, Hockey Night in Canada, great. I'm not going to poo-poo on it. Again, a part-time hockey fan for the last couple of years. I can't say, you know, less people are engaged in the game, blah, 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 on the weekends. I can't. I can't. But maybe they are. And maybe they won't be slash have more fun with their weekend with hockey if, again, a big part of your connection with hockey mattered even more because of your fantasy hockey team. Like, it only mattered on the weekend. Less is more. You know, you don't got to worry about your roster every day. Every day. That's the downside. Even though, you know, I take – Two two poops a day, I could be doing my roster every day on the toilet. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that much hard work. But I'm just a human being, and I already struggle on Mondays. I already that's hard. It's life stuff, for real. Less is more.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I like that idea, buddy. I'm I'm curious if uh, maybe you can monetize it one day. You know, maybe you could be the head honcho of uh, uh, the rejuvenation of NHL fantasy hockey, buddy.
1: Who knows? Lock talks back
0: for the big times at that point.
1: Hey, for real, for real. Like, you know what? I don't even care if it, if we're we're not the first people who thought of this. Like you know, I don't I don't care if we're not the first people to put this on. Who cares? Just want the game. You know, just feel a little bit more special, man. I'm being a little selfish too because I think that would be kind of cool. I think I would play. Okay, I'm being selfish. I think I would play fantasy hockey if I only had to care about it being cool for one day or a weekend. You you brought up the weekend. That's that's cool too. Anyways, locked on Canucks. Your team every day. It's the summer, man. It's the summer. We're doing it, doctor's appointments, life, Wi-Fi connection problems. Yeah, we're just going through the punches. Uh, our preseason starts now, for real. It's just the truth. We've had that meeting a couple of weeks ago, Begsy and I. This dude, this dude brought the heat. Okay, more on that later in the week. Uh, let's get the Comet Corner on Locked on Canucks. Again, your Canucks every day. Okay, okay. You're back on Locked on Canucks. It's your Canucks every day. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're probably wondering, where did Begsy go? Uh, this guy. This guy's got diarrhea, okay? For real. We're, we're honest people. It is what it is. And we got to allow him to go do that while we get to this comment on comment corner. And after the read of the comment, he'll just come back. For real. I know he's going to time it out pretty well. Uh, but we got to get things going because I, I do got a doctor's appointment, okay? For real. Uh, my eyes. You, you know why I wear sunglasses? It's not because of 420. It's because um, there's something going on uh, with my eye. Now, before I do read the comment, and it's a good one from Risotto, this guy's talking a lot of ish, I got to say this too, okay? Comic Corner, powered by paraphrasing, is the best part of the show. It's where you get the spotlight, and we're being serious, okay? We've mentioned this a couple times on air. If any of you who leave these powerful comments, actually want to feature themselves on the show for an episode once per week. We're open to doing that for real, for real. Okay. Our people, our brothers at Lockdown senators, they've been doing it for years. I think years and years and years, and it's, it's a beautiful thing for real. Uh, we ain't the media, we the fans. And if that's the case, you should be a part of the show. If again, that is something you're interested in uh, let us know by DMing us on Twitter if you're interested in that, and if you also pair up that DM with a great comment on today's episode or any episode coming up, again, you could hop on with us on Lockdown Canucks. And man, oh man, we got to get going. Uh, let's read this comment from Risotto, man. Risotto, man, this guy is this guy's bringing the heat on Comment Corner.
0: Welcome to Comment Corner. Powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from our friend Risotto. I don't think Hughes is that Norris type. My grandma has a harder shot than Queen Hughes, and she's 104 years old. Also, his stats are his stats because he plays a lot for a bad team.
1: First of all, shout out to Risotto, man. That's the commenter, and I actually had Risotto for the first time a couple weeks ago. That sh- that was nice, dude. That stuff's nice. It's different. Yes.
0: It's fancy. It's it, it feels fancy, but it's just kind of like rice, rice and rice and pasta I had a baby. That's nice, though. No, I like those. Yeah. Those nice.
1: Anyways, Quinn Hughes uh, shoots like your grandmother. Okay, he doesn't have the hardest shot. I think I can go so many different ways with the question I'm going to ask you, but I want to keep it positive. Possibly. Do you think Quinn Hughes can? work on his shot efficiently like can he can he take his shot up two levels not not one because if he gets a shot up one level it's it's not doing much and yeah can, can he do that because I feel as if if he's able to do that somehow you know we, we brought up Bo Horvat uh, a couple minutes ago you know like that one year he just became a way better skater like he just transitioned like boom bam and I'm sure other players have done significant Significant things in the off season, they made strides in certain traits. Do you think Quinn Hughes can improve his shot drastically?
0: I, I, the easy answer is to say, yeah, I think he can. Do I think he's going to? Probably. I, I don't really ever see it being a calling card of his game. That being said, I think this guy can hit, you know, ten goals in an NHL season. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. What he had eight a couple seasons ago. Um and he had two goals in one game. Like, I he could score goals, right? But it's going to be, it's just not the calling card of his game. He's never going to shoot the puck a lot. And, and I think that's fine. You know, this guy, he gets his points because of his vision on the ice. And he's got the edge work and skating to just dance around everybody. But he, he puts up points because he knows how to find guys. That's the calling card of his game. Um, he's, and he's good at defending too. He's, I think he's underrated for the work he does in his own end uh, in terms of you know, stopping guys in his own zone. So yeah, I don't, I don't think the shots ever gonna be a calling card in this game and that's okay. Like he's he might get his goals from deflections because he threw a puck on net, you know what I mean? Um, but if he if he piles up eighty assists because he's great at fighting guys in the ice, who cares if he scores one or two goals a season? He's putting up eighty assists, you know? Like to me it's 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 not it's not a big issue, but I, I just yeah, I don't ever see it being a real strength of his game. But uh yeah, Quinn Hughes gonna prove me wrong. And I mean, proved a lot of people wrong in your career so far. So Uh, What's proven old begs you wrong too, you know?
1: And, and yeah, I'm definitely one of those people, right? If, If you pick up assists, realistically, you're still picking up goals. If you think about it, if you think about it, that being said, if, if the boy can pick up, pick up his shot for real, if like Quinn Hughes can get that shot from a 77 to an 85. Think about it. That's cool. That's a different level, and it is possible. Now, Risotto did mention also that Quinn Hughes only picks up his his ice uh, his points because of how much ice time he gets on a bad team. Blah blah blah. I, I think no no no, Trevor, don't shake your head. Okay, come on, get come on. Okay, Risotto's good. The food is good. I'm assume this guy's a good guy too. Okay, let's leave him alone for real. Anywho, I do think. Your opinions are valid, right? When, when, when you're cheering for a bad team the, and you have a good guy on your team, but he's also part of a losing team, you can get jaded, okay? You, you can not see things the right way. It's fair. That being said, I know it was a small sample size, and it actually kind of happened right around this time. When, when, was, when was the bubble? Three years ago? The bubble playoffs. Three years ago. I think they just beat St. Louis three years ago on this day. What Quinn Hughes did in that playoffs – like when everything really mattered, right, and games were tougher, he was good the whole way through, like great the whole way through, epic the whole way through, record-breaking the whole way through. What he did then, even though they were the fake playoffs, I take that seriously. I take that really seriously. When he's and damn he was player. a rookie. He
0: was a rookie at the time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the guy was the best defenseman in NHL history as soon as he lays them up for the year of Vancouver Canucks. No, I don't, I don't want to hear no Alex Edler, Ed Jovanovsky, but T.S.L. Uh, Quinn Hughes was the best defenseman in Canucks history as soon, as soon as he was drafted. As soon as he was drafted by this team, as was the best defenseman in team in history. And he proved that in his rookie season. And he's only gotten better. And I know he had a bit of a dip uh, during the 2020-21 uh, the season. But the guy is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Hands down. Whether or not he has a good shot or not, it doesn't matter.
1: Man, <laughs> oh, man. Begsy, thank you for that, man. That's the energy, okay? We entered off the show strong on the Monday. Positive, fluid, having fun, and that's what we got to do here on Lockdown Canucks. I will find a way. I'm not joking about the six shots of espresso before the Monday episode, before the Monday day in general. My homie from Williams Lake, he does that. Every, every, every day he does that before he opens up his clinic. So I'm going to do it too. It is what it is. What, whatever it takes to be the best every day, for the people here on Lockdown connects Why? Because, yo, we do this every day. Every minute counts, okay? For real, for real, for real. Subscribe, hit the like button, and let us know how we did on the podcast side by leaving us a review. One love to you, the listener. One love to the people who are not listening to this as well. We got we to send that energy to the people, okay? Begsy and I from Surrey, that's uh, that's what we learned in elementary school, okay? On the first day of kindergarten in Surrey, and maybe across the nation, probably across the nation. I'm going to assume only, only Surrey did this because I I'm going to be loyal to my neighbors, but you got to treat people the way you want to be treated on that note. Begsy sign us out.
0: All right, let's get shout out to my, my elementary school, Selvan elementary pride of Surrey for, uh, for teaching me those manners. Okay. Uh, But most importantly, shout out to you. Hey, green timbers. There you go, buddy. Uh, Most importantly, shout out to you, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, or if it's your first time listening, welcome to the program. We appreciate you for tuning in coming up this week. No, Colin, we got to get to work back. So I'm going away next week. We've got to pre-record some episodes. Uh, but some things on my mind include the best third line setter in Canucks history, ranking the all 10 drafts from the 2010s for the Vancouver Canucks, and more. We're going to figure it out, okay? But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On.